Hard-fought win, man. Hard-fought win against the team. I told our guys uh, that this team, you get in, you get off to a rough start, and there's a couple directions you can go. You can either throw the towel in and hang them up, or you can fight like crazy. And I told our guys that that's what these guys do is fight like crazy. You could see that. They have great energy and uh, still belief in what they do. And um, you know, because they've been in a bunch of games, so uh, uh, that's not an 0-7 team uh, in SEC play, that's for sure. But um, our guys did a good job of fighting themselves. That's kind of what we've hung our hat on. And uh, we just stayed at it. We stayed at it, made a couple plays here and there when we need to, lost the lead, didn't panic, came back, um, and were able to persevere for, for a good win. That's a, that's a really good win for our guys. They're all good, trust me, but that's a good one. Lamont, a couple for you. Um, one, just uh, what does it say about this team that Michi doesn't score and you guys still get a pretty comfortable win, or at least by the final score? And two, uh, I believe Jacoby was announced as a starter, but then BJ was back in there. What, what happened there? Yeah, that was that was yeah, that wasn't me. No, don't be messing with my dot. Don't mess with my. Don't do it. Okay. Um, what was the first one, Michi? See, you got my mind. I'm frazzled. Um, our our team has never been built on one player having to do something crazy every game. I, one, I don't think it's reproducible um, or sustainable. So. We got a lot of guys. I mean, Talon had 20 in the last game. Uh, uh, you know, BJ's had multiple games. Like I said, Zach in the first game he started had 14. Um, we got a lot of guys that can do something, that can make a play, that can make a shot. Um, and it's nice to be able to have that because one thing it does, it takes pressure off of guys that th there's a lot of pressure on these guys. Trust me. And then, you know, between social media and all the all the information that's out there on each one of these guys, they put some pressure on themselves. We're winning. They want to continue winning. Um, so it alleviates a lot of pressure when you have multiple people on a team that uh, that can produce and we can still play the way that we want to play with that, without you know Miles Studi's been out right. We got a few really good wins without Miles Studi. He's a key cog. Uh, for us and what we do, but it's it's just nice to be able to to know you can have Morris comes in and gets double figures today in a game where a couple guys couldn't make shots. So um, that's 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 a luxury to be able to have that kind of depth. Coach, well, what kind of things can you do to help Michi out, especially after a rough game like this? A guy who's used to um, scoring a lot and then to have a day like uh, today, especially yeah. when it comes to his confidence and yeah. helping to alleviate some of that pressure you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, the best thing I can do is continue to believe in him as high as I, my belief is as high as it can possibly be. There's, I, it can't be any higher. Um, and he knows that, so we'll talk, maybe watch a little film. He normally likes to do that if uh, after a rough game or even after some of the good ones. Um, he'll text me and want to come in and watch some film. So I'll get some clips together. I'll make clips of the whole team. And then I usually will do three or four guys that might want to come in. I do some individual clips for them, and he'll be one of them. So we'll just sit down. It's, a, it's great. It's a new day. Tomorrow's another day. We play a different team right, in the next one. So I just think the biggest thing is just to continue to believe in him and how, how pivotal he is when it comes to us 
doing what we want to get achieved this year. Coach, after that third immediate timeout in the first half, Missouri switched to a lot more zone defenses and they varied up those looks. So what do you think, how do you think it affected South Carolina's offense and uh, how do you think they managed to fight through that as the game continued to progress? Yeah, we slowed down a little bit. I think it slowed us down. Um, and there's just, you know, typically against zone, there's less uh, movement. Um, less movement of bodies anyway. Sometimes the ball will float around the perimeter and then you end up jacking up a three. And we did some of that and that, that's great because you can do that and still get some open looks and we did that and still got some open looks that we missed. Um, and so I think that was a key component to, to us having our struggles and then making a run while, we were, while they were in the zone. It's a good, great move by them. Um, but then we started to get the ball inside. I think uh, uh, BJ Mack found a couple nooks and crannies that he got a little, little mid-range jump shot in there a couple times. Uh, Jacoby Wright one time got inside there and made something happen. We threw it to the post a couple times, uh, once to Josh Gray, once to BJ. So I think we settled down and got a little more familiar with what we wanted to do against the zone and made a couple shots. And so it wasn't some sort of masterpiece that we did against his own, but it was enough to get the offense uh, uh, jump started in a way that we were able to, to ride off into the sunset when it was all said and done. First off, real quick, new quarter zip today. How's it fit? Uh, good. It's 1-0. It's 1-0, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I won't burn it. It won't go in the trash. This one stays. I might pull it out on a regular day. I don't know. I don't know what the people at Coaches versus Cancer, I guess they won't mind if I wear it on a regular day. It's a Coaches versus Cancer one. I don't know if everybody knew that one. But, um, yeah, so 1-0. and It's got a great record, baby, great record. And you, you joked after the Kentucky win about, about rankings. Obviously, with this one, you've probably guaranteed it for the team. Obviously, it doesn't yeah. mean much for on-the-court stuff, but what kind of reward is that for these guys for the work they've put in? I, I think it's a tremendous reward for them. Honestly, that's really the only thing that it is at this point. You know, maybe, maybe there's someone that's going to end up voting uh, uh, on the committee as to who gets in the tournament and who doesn't. And maybe they're swayed by the fact that we were in the top 25 at one point. But honestly, the main thing is for these guys. They worked really hard. They've, they've, they can't control the schedule. They don't, they don't have any say-so in who we play. They go out there and whoever's out there, they play. And they've done that. And they've worked hard and they've won. Right? Like, let's think about it. One of the officials goes out in the middle of the floor with the ball and he throws it up. And they've done that 20 times this year. And 17 times our guys have come out on top. So I think that's to be commended and be rewarded. And in their minds, it's a tremendous reward. In their minds, it's a tremendous reward. And some of these guys have probably never been on a team that's ranked before. And so I think it's significant. You're tr we're trying to grow. We're trying to grow and develop a program. And I think that's part of it, right? This is our first sweep of any SEC team was tonight. I think that's significant. I probably stole somebody's question. <laughs> That, I think that's significant when you're trying to grow. I think it's significant. Uh, I think, you know, going, going over 500 halfway through the uh, season, it guarantees that you go at least 500 in the first half of the SEC. Those are significant marks that you like to check off because one day hopefully you look back and, and those are just the doldrums of, of, you know, doing those things. And, but we're not there yet, so we're trying to grow. And I think one of them, too, is getting into the top 25. For these guys, I think it's a significant achievement for this group, particularly when they've been told, the, the, the world has been told to discount this team. Right? We're, we're, a, we're a society of consumers. I'm one, too. I can't wait for somebody to tell me what 
show to binge on Netflix. I'm going to watch the one that someone else tells me to do, right? We're waiting. We were waiting on someone to tell us if South Carolina is good or not. And in November, they told the world that we're not good. And so people form their opinion on that, right? People that were never in one of our practices, they, they form their opinion on influencers, basically. And so now it's just, you know, we don't want to go over the top with it, but I think it's a significant achievement for this group. And I'm very, very, very happy that they'll be able to have a chance to, to attach a little number. It doesn't change the game, but it'll change a lot in their minds, maybe. I got a couple for you. One, Miles was available today. We saw him warming up. Do you think he's close to being able to play, or is that just, you know, in case of emergency today? I think he's close. I mean, pretty close. We'll see. He got some, he got some live-ish reps at practice yesterday. I mean, pretty live in a controlled environment. So before he lets it rip, rip, I want to make sure that, you know, he's strong enough and has the range of motion. Not me. Trust me, it ain't me that's doing that. But they'll tell me that his range of motion and strength is, is at such a level that risk of injury is minimal. And then we'll do it. But so we'll look through this next week and see what that looks like next few practices and see what he looks like and then and then make a make a decision at that point. And then Missouri scores 11 straight coming out of the half. Was that more a matter of you guys had to change some things after that or was just maybe going back to what you're doing in the first half to pull that run back? Yeah, we made some mistakes. I mean, we made some mistakes. We had a couple pick sixes during that stretch, some turnovers. Turnovers were not great. I mean, it was 11 for the game. I'd, I'd, in that 11-point stretch, I don't know this for a fact. I haven't watched it again, but my guess is there were some turnovers in that stretch specifically. And, and then uh, so they got off to a good fast start in the second half. They needed to. That's, that's basketball. Um, it's a game of runs. And so ultimately, we settled down and were able to, to get back to doing what we, what we did. But I thought not to discredit them at all. I thought there were a few things in that run that were, were controllable by us, that we, I think we failed in our mission on that. You, you referenced the preseason <clears throat> media poll picking your last, and you, you yeah. chastised the media in Birmingham when that came out. Is that what I did? Did I do that? Chastised a little bit. Okay. Uh, but even you, could you have envisioned uh, 17 of 20 on the, on the winning side at this point? You know, I don't know. I don't ever try to put any sort of uh, ceiling on what's going to happen or go through the schedule. Ooh, we'll win that one. We lose that one. This one's home. I don't do that. But I, I'll just I'll, I'll tell you this. After the summer, after we had the group here, I knew once – the ink dried on the, on the NLIs. I don't even know if you say that too much. It's always the other, the other three letters. Um, but once the ink dried, I knew we were. I knew we were better. We were older. We were skilled in a way that I like to play more. Some of the other stuff I didn't know till they got here. How they would play together. How unselfish they would be when you got some older guys with only one year of eligibility left. Uh, uh, how tough we could be defensively, which has turned out to be pretty tough. Um, so once I did that, I, I knew we would be confident just when we play. And there's some, there's, I just, there's nothing like going into a game and feeling confident that your players know where all the outs are. They know how to function. They know if a speed bump comes in front of them, how to make a detour and get back. They know that already. And so once you do that, you just go into every game feeling confident. And we're confident in, in every game. Surely it doesn't mean we're going to win them all. That's for sure. But it, you know, they're a confident bunch. And I'm confident in them as well. So you know, I'm happy. I'm really happy with where we are. 
with where the program is, with who the makeup of the guys that we have on this roster as human beings, incredible people. Um, and uh, it's turned into wins also. Coach, in that first half, uh, out of your 15 made buckets, 12 of them were assisted. What does that say about the connectivity of your group right now and uh, the ceiling that you guys have as, a, as an offensive unit? Yeah, it's when we're at our best, when we can make the ball pop, and then uh, eventually someone's going to be open, right? Uh, honestly, a lot of the assists, a couple of them happen because we draw a play up, okay? And you're going to cut to the basket, and you're, you're going to be so wide open that when I throw it to you, you're going to make it. There's an assist. A couple times it ends up being that. Most times it's not that. The ball just the ball finds the open guy, and the ball only finds the open guy because when you throw it to me, if I'm not open, I make sure I hit the next guy who is open. Um, and you got to have you got to be committed to doing that. It's a rarity in today's game, honestly. Of all the texts I get, I get some now that that it's 17 and three. I get some on record, but I, most of the texts that I get from people that are just wherever they are in the world. Ethan Happ, who I coached uh, when I was at Wisconsin, texted me tonight, right? It has to do with how we play. It rarely has to do with our record. It's more about how we play. Dennis Gates was in here earlier just talking about, you know, how good of a job you've done this season and just talking about how good the ball movement was today and that sort of stuff. When you hear coaches from around the SEC and just in general with everyone you played this year continuing to sing your praises, what does that kind of mean to you? And what does it mean to see you know your players continuing to earn respect from other teams around the country this season? Yes, yeah, it's, it's very rewarding uh, on a personal level. <clears throat> um, just just in that you work really hard to to identify t kids that you want to play for you with you, work with you. Um, then you work really hard to, to acquire, I hate to use that word, but it's an acquisition that you make when you get them to come here. Um, and then all the time and everything. So it feels great um, personally to see that happen. But again, the biggest part of it is, is what I know it means to the guys, what it'll mean to the guys to know that there's nothing like respect from your peers. Um, there's nothing like it, and you can't manufacture it, and you can't force it, and uh, when you get it, it's the ultimate uh, reward, and so I'm sure our guys feel really good about the fact that they hear really good coaches, right? Dennis Gates has been there, right? Um, he's seen a lot. He's seen a lot of good teams as a head coach, as an assistant coach, uh, so to hear those kind of things to, for the guys, it's, it's, it's extremely rewarding. You mentioned the word maturity and, you know, the number of players that you brought in here, the experience, the number of games they played at other schools before coming in here. We saw yeah. what you guys were able to do coming off a tough loss against Georgia. We've yeah. seen teams before in the past. Maybe that snowballs into a second loss. Tonight, big win earlier in the week against Kentucky. You were able not to, you know, put that aside, get the win tonight. How much yeah. of the maturity part do you lean on heading into not just this upcoming week? You mentioned the rankings, Tennessee, yeah. of course, on the horizon. And how yeah. much of that do you credit where this team is at 20 games in. Yeah, I think the maturity is a huge, a huge part of it, right? Your leadership typically is going to come from older guys in, in most things that you do, typically. Um, and so uh, we rely on that. <clears throat> They've done a tremendous job uh, uh, at everything, at, at making sure guys are where they're supposed to be, that we're all doing what we need to do. But I think, uh, I think just being older 
has allowed us to get from one situation to the next situation. You must recover, right? And <clears throat> you can recover. We, I think we all know you have to recover when something bad happens. You need to recover when something really good happens too because it's probably going to put you in a place that's not your normal level. And so you need to recover mentally to get yourself back to where you're ready to go out there and play again. And, and certainly I attribute that to that. I, I, the biggest part with our maturity, where I see it the most, is what I, when I hear things from guys, their input. Another, it's another part of it. They have real input. They can, you'll see them sometimes come over to tell me something that they see. I've been around a long time. I see a lot of the things, but they're in the trenches, so they see some things. And there's nothing like, I think, having your opinion valued when you're a player. And so they'll come over, they tell me what they see, and sometimes it'll result in me making a play call or a change in what we're doing immediately. Sometimes it doesn't also. I just let them know it's duly noted. But um, I think we're in a, with a mature group, you can trust what they say when they see things out there, and, and, um, and that's been a big part of it too.